Are you tired of the non-stop hustle and grind? Welcome to Life in Business, the podcast for business owners who want success without sacrificing life. I'm Libby Langley, your host, award-winning, no BS, straight-talking business coach, Amazon best-selling author, and the queen of easy business. Join me to learn simple and practical strategies for growing your business, your profits, and your confidence, and for having fun too. Here's this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life in Business with me, your host, Libby Langley. Going to ask you a question today. What are you known for? Now, it's not a sim- necessarily as simple an answer as you might think and hope. And I'm going to tell you a little story that happened to me recently that's kind of quite funny, but illustrates the point of, you know, what you put out there is what people hear, which I know, again, sounds like, yeah, okay. But actually, every single thing that we say is picked up by other people. And therefore, what they know us for isn't necessarily what we want to be known for, because it depends what's been said, right? So recently, I've been going to a lot of networking meetings recently to get to know lots of new people locally and kind of find my place in the new place that we moved to about a year ago. So I've been out there meeting a lot of people and a lot of a lot of networking meetings, they have different questions that you have to answer as part of your introduction. Often they have a 30, 45, 60 minute introduction, introductory um, kind of slot go around the room. So you introduce yourself, say what you do, say what you're looking for, ask for help, that kind of thing. And then sometimes there's this question that you have to answer at the end, like the one particular event that I'm referring to, we had to say an interesting or surprising fact about ourselves. And it always, I mean, stuff like that always kind of fills me with fear and horror because whilst I'm incredibly good at thinking on the spot if I'm like doing my podcast or speaking at an event or in an interview or something like that, when kind of put on the spot like that without any context, you know, every single thing disappears from my head. Um, but I I have a couple of interesting facts about myself, which, if this situation arises, can be pulled from the back of my mind. And so my interesting fact was that I am related by marriage to Ainsley Harrier, the celebrity chef, TV presenter, uh, <laughs> which is such a, um, it's such a kind of funny fact because... I mean, I'm white, he's black, um, but he, if you want to know the details, he's my cousin's wife's uncle. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of tenuously distant, distantly related by marriage, but it's a good thing to say in a kind of situation like this, right? It's a, it's a kind of fun fact, yeah? So I said that the networking meeting, there were 30-odd people there, so it was a big event and there were lots of people introducing themselves and lots of people giving these interesting facts about themselves. So, you know, I mean, couldn't remember anyone's name, let alone kind of what they, they said, really. But... I went to a networking meeting a few weeks later, maybe a month later, and someone came up to me and he said, oh, I've met you before. And I said, yeah, you have, because I recognised him. And he said, yeah, you're the one related to that chef, aren't you? (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) so he didn't remember my name or what I did, but he remembered the interesting fact. Only part of it, because he didn't remember the guy's name. But um, So it's kind kind of quite funny, that, really. 
And But that's what he knew me for, right? He knew me because of that thing that he said. And there was a guy at the same meeting who he he was, um, he's a zone, zone drone operator and videographer. And he said at the end, his interesting fact was that he had been in the in a pop group in the 80s. So I actually, I found this was really, this was really interesting to me. So I messaged him on LinkedIn and we had a bit of a kind of chat and he sent me a Spotify link and all this, all this stuff. So, you know, it kind of can lead to conversations, this interesting fact. But the my experience is that it's really funny in that this guy couldn't remember anything else about me, despite the fact that we'd been in a great a breakout group together and had talked about business and talked about work and all of that. But anyway, you know, he's not my target audience. We're not really, we weren't necessarily on the same wavelength, but it's it's an interesting, um, I just thought it was really interesting and it was so kind of striking that it actually made me laugh out loud. And then there's somebody else who I've met a couple of times at networking and we talked about she asked me about a networking group and I said oh what the next one there's going to be something to do with exercise and we had a bit of a kind of joke about this because I'm apart from walking in the peak district from peak district I'm a bit of an exercise phobe despite having run a marathon it's I don't like getting hot and sweaty so I don't like doing that so um we talked about that and I met her at an event last week and she said oh she says every time I think about networking or any exercise she says I have you in my head and it just makes me howl so it's quite nice you know we've kind of become business buddies and it's quite nice that we have this sort of jokey thing in common and we obviously know each what each other does and, and all of that but so it's different to the to the guy just knowing me for my Ainsley Harriet story but it's so interesting how we know people and what we kind of recognize people for and it's not necessarily the first thought in our head when we think about someone isn't necessarily oh they're an amazing business coach. Oh, they're an amazing photographer. Oh, they're an amazing, whatever, therapist. It's the kind of human connection that we often think about. And that's what's so important for us to remember that every conversation that we have, every kind of human interaction can lead to interesting conversations, business friendships, collaboration, clients. But it's not necessarily like the pit you know because absolutely it's so true that we only work with or recommend or want to be in the company of people that we like and I know people by people is just over said over said and over said but it is so true because if you don't like someone you're never going to recommend them never at all and that's why I struggle with some of these networking groups I will not name names but you know who I'm talking about where the emphasis is very much on referrals and you have to refer people and you get score points for the amount of people that you refer and all of this stuff and it's not necessarily about the fit it's about the numbers and so uh you know not a fan of that but certainly making friends with people chatting to them finding your thing in common is just wonderful it's really it's really wonderful and if there is a like me and the the woman who we now have this kind of exercise networking joke in common it's just really nice it kind of shortcuts stuff and gives you some gives you something to to laugh about yeah whereas there's the other pe- there's the other people who kind of just like hunt you down cuz once you mentioned that you'd written a book and now they're just intent on you doing something 
for them and yeah, blah 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 you all know the kind of people I'm talking about um, <laughs> and it's there's no kind of connection there right and you end up wanting to avoid people and and all this stuff so this what are you known for is such a big a big and broad question that I wanted to ask it of you of you today so I am known for many things but yeah one of those is certainly <laughs> being related by marriage to Ainsley Harriet, the celebrity chef. So are you in, t- in a work context, in a business context, when I started up, I was social media focused. I've always done business strategy, but my focus was teaching people how to use social media. And I, I taught, you know, social media strategy. I taught hundreds of people how to do that over the first few years in business. My MBA that I completed in when, 2012? Yeah, 2012. My dissertation is in social media marketing strategy and corporate communication. Oh, yeah. So, you know, kind of social media strategy was what I eat, slept and breathed when I first started the business. And we did social media management for people up until 2015, I think. Haven't done it since then. So I was known, absolutely, me and my business, because I had staff then, we were known as the social media people. We were just, without a shadow of a doubt, people came to us from all over the place, got recommendations, training all over the place, strategy work all over the place. It was, yeah, that was kind of what, what was the thing. And that's really what we focused on. Me as an individual, I did a lot of one-to-one coaching still, the stuff that I do now, but the marketing banner and everything that we talked about was was social media strategy. And we also had a really strong brand. So we were Lime Green. I traded under a different name, Zest Communications was the name that I traded over under when I first started my business. And we were Lime Green. The logo was Lime Green. We, in the office that we were in, we had a Lime Green wall Everything was kind of lime green. All the folders on our shelves were lime green and our cushions were lime green on our sofa area and everything was lime green. And people used to bring us things, buy us presents that were lime green. And I can remember two really clear examples was there's a guy, there was a guy on, in an office upstairs because we were in an innovation centre. So there were, I don't know how many businesses, lots of businesses in there. And he'd been on holiday and he'd seen a tin a lime green tin with some biscuits in it and he brought it back for us. He also was a client as well. And then somebody else at some training that I ran, he brought me some lime green plant pots so we could put plants in them in the office. <laughs> and I didn't really know this guy all that well, but it was, you know, you become so kind of synonymous with with certain things. And it was great. And it worked, it worked an absolute treat in terms of what what people knew us for. You know, we had branded t-shirts um, and we were known. We were known for Lime Green, we were known for social media. And there was there was just never any kind of doubt about, about that, about what we were known for. Didn't necessarily, in terms of business, make me happy all of that, but I've talked about that before and I'll talk about that again. <laughs> I know, well, but it was, this is about being known for things. And so I absolutely, we we as a business were absolutely known for that. But now it's different now. Well, for a long time now, I've been working back at home, working alone. And whilst I still talk about social media and marketing strategy, because it's a massive part of business, my focus, as you know, is on is on coaching, is on one-to-one coaching, which I've always done, but that's now my, my shift and my focus. And so what I'm kind of known for now is no BS coaching, you know, I'll give you my opinion, I'll always be honest with you, and this kind of straightforward, straightforward talk. 
And so it now I'm much more known as me rather than I was always known, but my brand, my business was known, whereas now it's more me. And it's different. It is different. And I think I find it more challenging now because I'm not really hiding behind a brand in the same way. Um, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting journey. And that shift, when you make a shift, a slight shift in your business, um, or you bring one thing out that you've always done, but it's never been kind of the thing that you've marketed the most, then it is, it can be, it can be difficult. It can take a and it can take a while to be kind of known as the go-to person. I absolutely was the go-to person for social media for a long time for sure. Am I the go-to person for coaching now? Yes, but not in the same way. And that's weird for me to share that with you, actually, but it's true. Yeah, it's different, but I, I'm different. I'm older, my business is different and all that stuff. And I certainly don't need even a quarter of the clients that I needed I needed before now because of the service that I offer and the overheads that I do not have anymore. So, so everything changes. But yeah, it's really in, it's interesting to kind of do a bit of self-reflection on that. And yeah, I'm always honest. So, you know, I'll always share with you kind of these these things <laughs> but so if you asked someone what you were known for what would they say and I think it would be interesting to see if it's the same as the thing that you think that you're known for yeah and I would love to know what the kind of little facts and things that people that people know about you um there's a photographer who I who I know really well she took my latest set of branding photos and whenever I think of her she always wears Doc Martens you know you kind of notice well I certainly do kind of notice these things about people and you start to associate them with them and it's all part of this bigger picture I mean sure you know she's a brilliant photographer as well but there's like that little that little extra thing and I quite like that when there's something about people that that you you discover or you learn or you have the joke in common or, or you know or something something like that I think it's nice so what would people say about you and is it accurate as well that's that's so important and the risk of oversharing here I when I I've known my husband for I've known him for I don't know a long time before we got together neither of us can really remember which is terrible so you know what was it like when you first met I don't know, I can't remember. Um, we were just kind of there in the same friendship group. But he thought that I was a kind of um, a party girl, I suppose, because at that period in my life before we got together, um, I call it my between husbands period. <laughs> I had three years or so um, when I was when I was not with a husband. And I went out a lot because I was unhappy, uh, you know, and you kind of start to understand all these things. And so he would see me out, so would think that kind of that was that was me, if that makes sense. And then when we got together a few years later, um, and we very quickly moved in, well, he very quickly moved in with me, and he kind of understood the more, the real me, which is that, sure, I can go out, but I don't really like to <laughs> and it doesn't happen very often and I actually just really like to be at home quiet on my own just watching telly or pottering about you know so it's that perception and again that was kind of the image that I put out there for a certain ex certain um to a certain extent because that was the stage of life I was at and whatever I was dealing with my own shit right um but only saw the kind of pro projection and only saw that part so it could have been devastating for our relationship because even though we'd been friends for a long time we'd always kind of 
just bumped into each other or been in the same group of friends when we were out. So, you know, you almost only know that one side side of each other. But actually, it turns out that um, he's not really such a party boy either and also really likes staying in watching telly and um, going to bed early. So that's lucky, isn't it? But it's it's interesting what we put out there and what we actually are. And I'm sure that there are, you know, I'm sure that there's kind of a mask that you put on to a certain extent when you're switched on, you know, when you're in business mode, and then perhaps a different side of you that you don't share that's the side of you, the the at-home side. I mean, we're all slightly different, right? You know, we're not going to be up on stage or presenting to clients in our slippers and joggers that we wear at home. So I don't I don't necessarily mean that, but I mean about this, oh, I don't know, I hate really using the word authentic because it just, it's so overused. But there is, you know, is, is the work you, is the, is the you that you present to the rest of the world, is that you, is that a you that you can maintain and a you that you're comfortable with? And certainly there have been times, I think, in my business, certainly in my personal life, where the answer to that is no. Um, You know, I find it very difficult to, and I guess this is to do with my neurodiversity as much as anything, but I find it difficult to have meetings every day because it's exhausting. It's just, it's too much for me. It's too tiring and... Yeah, I know that I can't do that and I can't I can't deliver as much of that. But there have been times, certainly when I started the business, didn't do that. And I guess that's where burnout comes in and you know you learn a lot over the years. But that was that was a side of me that I couldn't sustain and I couldn't, you know, couldn't continue. So I don't do it now and I know that. And I guess when I got diagnosed with my autism what, six months ago or something it's kind of helped me understand myself a bit better and unmask and, and be myself more so what is the work you that you present is that side of you that people see is that a is are you being honest with yourself I suppose that's really the question are is it something that you can honestly maintain and sustain and that you feel true to yourself in in being the answer might be yes, but the answer might be, well, do you know what? Not all the time. So perhaps there are some changes that you can implement, that you want to implement in order to kind of just tweak things a little bit. And another thing that I did, which is quite interesting, really, and I'm sure a psychologist would be able to give you far more, um, far better information about it than me, but branding colours. Branding, our branding colours are really important, right? Because they're they're what kind of dictates our social media content, our website, presentations we give, everything. So our branding colours are really important. But it's only now and literally in the last couple of months that I have branding colours that I feel that really reflect me. And that's quite interesting because you'd think by 12 years in business that wouldn't be the case. But it's all about being older, wiser and and leaning into yourself a little bit more and just absolutely, I mean, certainly for me, since the since my, you know, since I've embraced my neurodiversity and then started to understand it better, then there's literally some, um, you know, neurodivergent unmasking happening here. So being truer to myself. But it's the the branding colours story is quite interesting because when we first, when I first started the business, I wanted to be we, right? I wasn't I, I was we. I wanted a brand. I didn't want to be an individual right from the start. I mean, I bought LibbyLangley.com from day one because, well, why wouldn't you? But 
like I say, I traded under a brand name and the designer who did my logo then, I wanted like yellow lemons kind of stuff. She came up with the lime green and I never, ever, ever liked that colour. I know it was synonymous with us and I know it did us absolutely proud, but I never liked it. So I guess there was always a part of me that was kind of acting, maybe, kind of under that banner, if that makes sense. So then when in 2015 I I, I changed the business model totally and went back to being myself, I had some branding colours. Actually, they th- there was the green, the lime green was in there and it was a kind of rainbow effect because I wanted the lime green in there so I could transition, I suppose. And it was a sort of rainbow in kind of muted colours, which, which actually that was quite nice. But then a couple of years later, I rebranded again and got a different logo, a new logo. And I wanted that to be sort of Instagram-esque. That was kind of the brief. <laughs> okay. So it was much brighter colours. And the three colours that were picked out of that kind of rainbow-ish were orange, bright pink and purple. And the orange I used a lot for a few years, a fair few years. And you may well have seen that on stuff. Horrible colour. <laughs> just, I just didn't like it. But it was it was the colour that I was kind of known for. And the pink, the bright pink, my book cover is the bright pink, and which, you know, is great. It's a beautiful cover. But all my social media was all pink. And I'm not really, I'm not really a bright pink kind of person. I'm just, I kind of just, I like pink, but I like it like a muted, more of a muted pink. So I went through... This over the summer of 2023, I went through a kind of like, do you know what? I need to change all my colours. I need to now. I'm now I've been diagnosed, which was a massive, as you can tell, it was just such a massive thing for me and in my life. But now I've been diagnosed. I understand myself better. I'm just going to come out totally as me, totally as me. And if people don't like it, you know, whatever. I can't know anything about that. And so I, I did some work on branding colours. And so now I have this kind of beautiful, rich navy blue, a pale pale pink and a kind of beigey colour. They've got fancier names than that, but um, I can't remember what they are. So just now it just, you know, feels much more like me. It feels much more, they're much more autumnal colours, which is the kind of colours that I wear. And it just feels right and I don't feel, I don't wince at it the orange particularly I always kind of winced at it and I used it everywhere because you know I like to stick to a theme but now I'm just like these are so beautiful look how beautiful these are look how beautiful but it's it's that so you know what are you being known for something it really helps if it really feels like you yeah so if your branding colors don't feel like you but they reflect the brand then and you are the brand, then there's a disconnect somewhere. And there absolutely has been for me in periods of, of my business. So that's something kind of quite interesting, perhaps for you to you to reflect on. Your branding colours are not the be-all and end-all of everything by any manner of means. But it is about this kind of authentic, oh, I need a better word for that, but something feeling congruent, right? Something feeling congruent. And I've got a tattoo actually on on my wrist, the inside of my of my left wrist, um, and it's a mathematical symbol for congruence. And it is just about being in alignment and being true to yourself and making sure there's synergy in the right places. And I really do believe that. And I had that tattoo seven years ago, and sometimes I just take a look at it and think, yeah, okay, come on, let's change things. And it matters. So what do you want to be known for? 
it all comes from you. And it's all about the you that you put out there. And that really, really does make a difference. So set your intentions and make your decisions as to what it is that you want to be known for. Have a clear goal and mission in mind. You know, make these decisions for yourself. And how much of yourself you want to share. I kind of overshare a little bit. I I understand that. And I've certainly shared overshared a few things in here. But I don't know. For me, it just, it helps you make a decision about whether you want to listen to this podcast or not. And it helps you make a decision about whether you want to read my book or not. And it helps you make a decision about whether you want me as your coach or not. So for me, you know, I don't share like the deep, dark, dirty, nasty stuff. that goes around inside. Um, I get therapy for that. But it's, you know, sharing what you think and how you feel in your own journey, I think is part of uh, is part of it. And for me, this honesty, you know, people say to me, the reason that they wanted to work with me is because I shared, I, sh- I share so honestly, and it resonated with them. And they knew that they could trust me, because I've been through it, and I understand it. So, that for me that that helps but that's a conscious decision i've kind of kind of made yeah but if you think of people like mark zuckerberg move fast and break th- break things that was his motto with facebook right back in the beginning you know and they still stick to it you know there's a it's become too big really to be able to do that properly but i mean they that's still kind of their attitude to stuff and um virgin richard branson said something like sock it to the big boys stuff it to the big boys can't remember the expression now but it was it was all about doing things differently and they do you know even their tv adverts are about embracing diversity and being a little bit different for virgin atlantic and so you can put what you believe your kind of ethos the way that you live your life you can put it out there in your work and it will make so make it so much easier for you to be consistent and to talk about that and to talk authentic authentically and honestly and for people to be attracted to you as a result and want to work with you or not and that's really important if they don't want to work with you amazing self-selection you've saved everybody a load of bother yeah so what I say to you is it's okay to be different it is more than okay to be you and go out there and be proud of being yourself so lots of love and I'm going to see you next week Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.